0: Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life.
1: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. plus.
0: It's coffee. It's your doorstep. It's coffee. It's t-shirts. It's apparel at coffeesoundsgood.org. Coffee Sounds Good is going viral, check it out today, coffeesoundsgood.org. Shop now for the latest trends, accessories, and appliances, buy your grip now, and receive free shipping, because it's both FM and AM at coffeesounds.org.
2: What is an American? What does an American look like? If I were born in England, I'd be English. If I were born in France, I'd be French. Yet in my own country, I am a hyphenated American. I am categorized by my ethnicity before my nationality. If you were to Google all American beauty, it does not represent me. Yet I am a hybrid representative of everything that America is supposed to stand for. When I check a box, I do
3: not want to represent myself as other. America is the only country that hyphenates their citizens by ethnicity before nationality. To learn more about how you can be part of the movement Don't Check the Box, please visit our website at hyphennation.com. That's H-Y-P-H-E-N-E-D hyphen symbol N-A-T-I-O-N dot com to learn more about what you can do to help end a hyphenated America. Remember, you define you.
1: When you're looking for today's hottest new jewelry, there's just one place to go, thejeweledexperience.com. With hundreds of amazing products, you're sure to find whatever you're looking for, all at our everyday low prices. Looking for a COVID-19 stylish mask? We've got you covered. That's thejeweledexperience.com. From earrings and necklaces to amazing new hair accessories and hair jewelry. Don't forget to check out our new arrival page or our sale page for even more great savings. Thejeweledexperience.com. It's jewelry you'll love.
0: KJagRadio.com KJagRadio.com now, same, feel- KJagRadio.com KJAGRADIO.COM.
3: You got the power! I got the steam!
0: KJAGRADIO.COM. Incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. It's a proven fact that a business or nonprofit with a website reaches more people. More people leads to more traffic, which leads to more exposure, and more exposure to more sales. So get a free website today by calling 1 833 742 5622 with the extension of 803 or by visiting. Welcome back to the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast. Thanks for tuning in to the big program from the K Jag Radio Studios in downtown of Sacramento. We are live Monday through Friday, 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, 1 PM Mountain Standard, and of course, 20 miles south, JiggyJaguar.com. Check it out today on demand podcast via iHeartRadio, and of course, live Twitch video at our supersonic website. <sighs> we're just going to get a rich curds. <laughs> just, Alan, Chris so far behind on our taping here. Okay, well. And of course, follow our Facebook page. is brought to you by our good friends over there at crowdfunder.co.uk. slash access -2 publishing uh, That's right now imagine if literature was inclusive accessible and representative What if the books you read told the stories really mattered the ones that shed the stars and voices of real people?
3: We need your support <laughs> fight for a future that puts diversity and
0: inclusivity <laughs> at the forefront of publishing Go over and check out these folks right now it's www.crowdfunder.co.uk/access-2-publishing check it out today and tell them you heard about it here transmedia worldwide more on the way right now okay let's try this again let's try rich let's see what happens here Rich is unavailable according to the old skips guy here. Huh. I don't know what that means. I don't know what it means to play us out. There we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's it's it, it's it's a hell of a day. It is it is just a hell of a day, Rich. <laughs>
4: Couldn't get my Skype to cooperate. It wouldn't answer you.
0: Well, I think it's I think it's because of your white privilege. It, it, could, be. <laughs> it could be. It could. be. It could very well be your uh, your your white privilege, sir. Uh, we have got Richard Kurtz with us today. He, of course, strategies PR La Jolla Writers Conference, and uh, today on our program, we are going to be talking about white. Privilege, uh, there has been a U.S. conference of mayors that has backed Democrats' plan for slavery reparations to do a commission. There's been all sorts of weird things happen. North Carolina voted today to give reparations to uh, to, to black citizens. But white privilege, Rich, what do we have today, baby?
4: Well, I'm trying to figure out uh, exactly what my white privilege is you know I've been very introspective about this I'm, I'm even doing a uh, an essay about it that I'm submitting because I was born in um, what would be logically labeled a ghetto uh, I lived there in the in the 50s until uh, my father who was a blue-collar worker at the time and a uh, and an alcoholic at the time um or an active alcoholic, you're always an alcoholic, uh, <laughs> long before he went to recovery. Um, uh, you know, he had come back from the war and worked in a dry cleaning store for, oddly enough, a black man that owned a dry cleaning store. No, the guy's name wasn't Jefferson, and, uh, <laughs> and the guy's actual name is it was Mr. DeWitt, I think, and anyway, uh, he figured out how to use his GI Bill, and we bought a, uh, we bought, he bought uh, a little house in the Burbs out on Long Island. It was $14,000 at the time. And uh, he continued to work in the dry cleaning industry. He continued to commute into the, into the city. Uh, changed employers, I'm sure, a couple of times, which would be consistent with being an alcoholic. And um, and then he um, he decided to go into the insurance business, uh, and he did. He went from blue collar to white collar. Uh, he had no college education, uh, but he made that decision and he did it. Uh, and then, sometime after that, he went into recovery. And uh, shortly after that, when I was eighteen, he died. Now, you would think everybody thought that since he was in the insurance business, he left a zillion dollars behind. Well, he didn't. Um, good money at the time, but if ill spent, it went away. He left about 50 grand behind and a, uh, and a house that still had a mortgage. And um, there was no money for me to go to college uh, other than what was being provided, which is okay because community college was really cheap then. I think there was like $250 a month available that I paid to... I I, I turned over to my mother. Uh, But we paid our way through college uh, one at a time. And we paid our kids' way through college. We got... You know, we applied for the scholarships and everything else, but whatever student loans there were, we paid back. Um, And I worked... uh, I shoveled everything that needed to be shoveled in this world. Uh, I learned, I had a guy really nail me once uh, in the early 70s while, while we had gone back uh, to, uh, to Long Island from upstate New York. And uh, he, uh, he was supposed to hire me and teach me how to do roofing, and then he didn't. So I went to the library and I learned how to put on roofs. We little one-story houses in, uh, in that area of Long Island. I went door-to-door, door and I said, hey, I'll put a new roof on over your roof, and uh, you just buy the materials. You don't pay me unless it comes out right. Um, wow. And I learned how to put on roofs. And when we were upstate New York, when there was no work other than walking around and shoveling snow because GE was on strike, I got up on other people's roofs, and I was shoveling the ice off the roofs. Uh, which was not the safest job in the world. But, you know, I found a way to take care of my family. Um, I'm still looking for my personal privilege in there or my ethnocentric privilege or my color privilege because I'm still working full time. And uh, I feel privileged to be able to have the opportunity to do that in this country, And privileged to have had enough brains and enough gumption to do it. But that didn't come from my color. That came from my character and my location. Everybody here of every color of the rainbow has the same location. It's whether or not they have the character. And character is not a privilege. It's a factor of conduct. Yes. So I'm not all that impressed with these people who think that I have a privilege. I'll go toe-to-toe with them in any any work environment they choose. I'll go toe-to-toe with them in any discussion that they choose. But I'll not get involved in the stupidity. I will avoid it. Studiously,
0: <laughs> Richard Kurtz with us today. He joins us live. Check out strategiespr.com for more information and also La Jolla Writers Conference. Uh, so, so Rich, uh, this essay that you're getting ready to submit, where, where is this going to be able to be read? I don't
4: know. I don't know. I'm going to create a uh, uh, an essay thing online. I've got about five or six of these I got to get out there and, uh, I I I'm, I'm doing another one on the uh on the political theater of the absurd. <laughs> uh, well, but you know, and that's not really being done in a uh in a political biased way. It's simply defining things. Um one of the I called out some definitions. I defined what the theater of the absurd was and I defined what absurd was and I used If you really want to add credibility to what you're saying, um, you should use the words of the people who are adverse to you, you know, and say, okay, I'm taking you at your, at your words, and let's see how they fit the reality narrative. (laughs) So, so I went to the Urban Dictionary, which is... Always a trusted
0: news source. (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> yes, yes, it hangs far enough to the left that it doesn't even have a margin, I don't think, on the left side of the page, but, but that's my sarcasm, my apologies, uh, but it defines political theater as overblown reactions, campaign promises that can't be kept, and sensationalized news stories spun on a bias so as to create a false narrative during an election cycle, or it's propaganda. A political candidate uses to their advantage or a fake attitude that they take on to gain supporters such as pandering okay I accept their definition I accept it verbatim <laughs> I, accept I would use feminine. it above the Oxford English Dictionary definition yes <laughs> but then they can give an example okay and this is what this is what people give themselves away they say as an example it's Donald Trump's promise to build a wall is mere political theater <laughs> Now apparently they missed the memo that the wall is built. <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> so,
4: okay. So when you get these people and I said by these people, I mean these people who live on reaction and rhetoric yeah. instead of reality and and and, and function. Yes. Yeah, um uh, You know, I'm I'm all for improving things. I like the, the idea that that you know you can get a uh, uh, a Ford GT40 a, as a as a harsh example as an improvement over a Model T, okay. But more accurately, a Ford Explorer as an improvement over a Model T. I like the idea that you take the existing situation and you try to make it better, but like the morons that were working there, the 100 people at the Ford factory this week that said that they didn't want Ford to make any more police cars.
0: Yes, I saw that. I thought that was kind of strange. Ford
4: Ford makes two-thirds of the police cars and police vehicles in this country. And, and, you know, the guy at the top of Ford was very polite about it. Um, I'm sure he wasn't polite in private. I'm sure among his thoughts, as we we probably employ a hundred thousand people or so I'm picking a number here to manufacture all these vehicles and these hundred people want me to put a hundred thousand out of work because it makes them feel bad maybe these hundred people ought to go to work for like you know maybe Chrysler or uh, I know Saab would be a good place for them to go to work (laughs) <laughs> since Saab is out of business yeah. uh, and uh, and he just simply said no we're going to do things that you know make sense for the company and I'm sorry you feel that way and blah 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 you know he's very very nice in his statement but it was an Everett Dirksen way of saying you know up yours <laughs> and, and I like that uh, I don't like everything that Ford does but I really like that statement Um, but it's, absurd is a good word. It's a word that is very underused. And it's a word that really describes what is going on. Uh, absurd is what happens when you want to take a system that works really, really well. And instead of fixing it, you want to, you know, you want to add ground glass to the hamburger that feeds it and say that and say that's going to fix it and if you go to any dictionary i didn't go to the uh, urban dictionary for this one but in in respected (laughs) dictionaries absurd is defined as ridiculous unreasonable unsound and having no rational or orderly relationship to human life um or lacking in Documented historic facts and little things like that. Yes. Um, and I think that's pretty accurate. So as you dig back in history, there's a statement that a fellow by the name of Voltaire said back in the 1750s. <coughs> Excuse me. No and it's the, it's a paraphrase because it comes from a translation. But he basically said, anyone who has the power to make you believe absurdities has the power to make you commit atrocities.
0: Um, I agree with that.
4: And it's obvious that atrocities are being committed uh, and that the belief systems and commensurate conduct are absolutely absurd and dysfunctional. But perhaps what is more absurd, coming from the main stages of the political theater of the absurd, is the fact that people in charge are saying, well, you know what, we're not going to enforce the law. Uh, And I feel really bad that 200 years ago, these people uh, had relatives that were enslaved. So we're not going to enforce the law. And we're going to let hundreds of millions of dollars go down the sewer because it might not make me politically popular. These people, this DA that wants to prosecute McCloskey, surprise, she's black. Uh, (laughs) The DA and the mayor in Baltimore that were... Prosecuting eight cops for that clown in the van that functionally killed himself, whose family then got $8 million from the city. Uh, they they are of color. The people who are of color that go yes. to work for a living every day and, oh. and take care of their families and cry over their children being shot and obey the law and do what they can with what they've got those are not the people that are out there marching they're not out there spitting on cops they're not advocating uh uh that we eliminate police in this country which is a fascinating idea uh these are people who are americans of african descent they're unhyphenated And they are victims of this situation. These other people are racially problematic. And they are making it incredibly difficult on every person of color who wants to be a decent human being. Yep. Uh, Difficult, if not impossible. And it's horrific. And it's insulting. So... While they're tearing down everybody else's statue, and they're at the moment avoiding the one of Dr. King, watch this, because if they listen to this, they'll probably go tear down his statue. Most of his speeches were written by a white Jew. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, boy.
4: Oh, that should make them go tear oh, that boy. thing down and break it to bits.
0: <laughs> Oh, Richard, always that, trying does to... Does all... the
4: words any less valuable? Does that make the <laughs> meaning... Does that make King's life any less valuable anymore, no. any less important? No. Yeah, no, and it's it's sad. So when I have a place where these things, all of them will go up, besides just the, the few that have been going up so far, you will be the uh,
0: second or third to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's always good. That's always... Well, uh, well, Rich, ch- check out strategiespr.com for more information and Rich, I guess we will see you uh, next week. Thank you, sir. I appreciate yes it. Yes, and
4: no. if you're around in the morning, I need to uh, I need to give you a call and chat.
0: Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, I I am freely available tomorrow. The only thing I have to do is interview the rapper Chinji at noon. So, just give me a call anytime, brother.
4: Well, that's what that's noon your time, right?
0: Yes. Yes.
4: Yeah. I would, okay. I'll give you a call. You can call um, me any time uh, tomorrow, brother. It's 9 o'clock your time.
0: That'll work. I will be ready to go. I'll talk to you then, Rich. All right. Have breakfast ready. I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you, Rich. There he goes. <laughs> Strategies VR, the Hoyer Writers Conference. <laughs> that is awesome. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we've got more coming up. An incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Check out coffeesoundsgood.org. That's coffeesoundsgood. Because coffee does sound good. It's coffee. at your doorstep. It's coffee. It's t-shirts. It's apparel at coffeesoundsgood.org. Coffee Sounds Good is going viral. Check it out today. CoffeeSoundsGood.org. Shop now for the latest trends, accessories, and appliances. Buy your grip now and receive free shipping because it's both FM and AM at CoffeeSounds.org.
2: What is an American? What does an American look like? If I were born in England, I'd be English. If I were born in France, I'd be French. Yet in my own country, I am a hyphenated American. I am categorized by my ethnicity before my nationality. If you were to Google all American beauty, it does not represent me. Yet I am a hybrid representative of everything that America is supposed to stand for. When I check a box, I do not want to represent myself as other.
3: America is the only country that hyphenates their citizens by ethnicity before nationality. To learn more about how you can be part of the movement Don't Check the Box, please visit our website at hyphennation.com. That's H-Y-P-H-E-N-E-D hyphen symbol N-A-T-I-O-N dot com to learn more about what you can do to help end a hyphenated America. Remember, you define you.
0: Jiggy Jaguar Neil Bortz with us today, he's g- If they put Fox News on, liberals will complain uh-huh. If they put CNN on, conservatives are going to complain
3: Jiggy Jaguar We've
0: got Tom Donahue with us today I started to organize, uh, no, not like Obama Jiggy Jaguar Publisher of Talkers Magazine, Michael Harrison <laughs> And uh, it's a lot of fun,
5: and, and it's very informative, and uh, it, it, it does a lot of things. One, it, it's
1: www.jiggyjaguar.com. When you're looking for today's hottest new jewelry, there's just one place to go, thejeweledexperience.com. With hundreds of amazing products, you're sure to find whatever you're looking for, all at our everyday low prices. Looking for a COVID-19 stylish mask? We've got you covered. That's thejeweledexperience.com. From earrings and necklaces to amazing new hair accessories and hair jewelry. Don't forget to check out our new arrival page or our sale page for even
0: more great savings. Oh, Fucking horse shit. (laughs) I'm just going to call everybody back on Skype and we're just going to do it this way. Because it's not letting me do it the other way. So... Okay, let me. uh we have the
6: office of Dr. Ilya Gugor. Jesus
3: Thank Christ! You for Please
6: leave your name and phone number.
1: When you're looking for today's hottest new jewelry, there's just one place to go: theJeweledExperience.com. With hundreds of amazing products, you're sure to find whatever you're looking for, all at our everyday low prices. Looking for a COVID nineteen.
0: I'm not even going to mess with any of that. Okay, I'm here. Okay, I've I've, got to call the coach, so just give me a few seconds here. I've got to uh, conference him in here on Skype, and we will get him on with us. So just give me a few seconds here.
6: Now, are we doing Skype, or are we on just on the phone? We telephone? are going to be
0: on the telephone, but I had to call you via our Skype line because I, I wasn't see. able to get everybody together, and uh, we're going to be doing this via Skype audio. Got it. Got it. So just okay. getting get okay. the, get the couch on. As soon as we get the couch, we're going to go up and running here. Sounds
5: good.
0: Just on okay i think we've got everybody so uh let's get let's get off and running here we have got uh two great guests joining us today here on a big broadcast coast to coast border to border iheartradio tmz.com as well safeguard your emotional health during any crisis with these seven practical steps we have got two great guests with us today go ahead and give us a brief introduction on yourself gentlemen i'll start with coach con how do you uh, tell us about yourself my friend
5: well, sounds good. Thank you, James. Uh, my name, my full name is Constantinos Apostolopoulos, and for obvious reasons, I go by Khan or Coach Khan. It's a lot easier to remember. Uh, I'm an uh, expert in change management and performance improvement. I have my own HR consulting firm by the name of Fresh Foods Solutions, and I am honored to be the friend and co-writer uh, of Dr. Ilya Grigoris, with uh, which we wrote the book uh, Seven Keys to Navigating a Crisis. A practical guide to dealing emotionally dealing with pandemics and other disasters doc
6: thank you uh thank you coach uh i'm dr ilia gregorius uh, president and founder of the happiness center and uh international uh, keynote speaker I get a chance to travel the world and speak about happiness and wellness and the number one best-selling author of the book seven paths lasting happiness and this is my second book that i co-authored with uh, my good friend coach khan and uh obviously very timely we we were very uh, strongly impressed to write this book now not wait until next november or 2021 and to try to help as many people as we can and we got it out in may and ever since then we have a interview radio television podcast webinar every single day for the last two months it's been
0: crazy crazy so tell us why you guys decided to write this book Well, the big thing about this was, as Dr. Ilya
5: said, we wanted to help people. First and foremost, it was an opportunity for us to be able to kind of give back. Um, At a time of crisis like this, you look around and you say, okay, what can I do to lift others up? What can I do to offer something? And from our skill set of expertise in positive psychology and change management, um, this is a crisis, and it's actually not just one, but multiple crises. So we're dealing with four compounding issues at the same time. We've got COVID-19 impacting us physically. We have the emotional and mental fallout from that with an increase of about 800% in the first few months following the crisis of people reporting problems, mental health issues, anxiety, stress, depression. We have the, the forced pause now on the economy has created a situation where now we're dealing with financial insecurities and problems, unemployment, underemployment, and fourth, we have the rising racial um, and and social ris- right now uh, injustices that are happening that are that are creating so much stress and problems in our communities. So, with that in mind, we decided that, you know what? We need to find a way to give back to people, to help them. They get enough of the statistics. they get enough of all of this other information what they need is practical advice about how to cope with things and how to get to the other side in a better way doc you want to add and mind you
6: james yeah i was going to say and mind you james that human beings we're very resilient by nature we've handled other crises before um certainly not in our lifetime a crisis like the pandemic uh, we probably have to go back to the second world war when we had a war crisis like this so we can handle one or two crises at the same time But it's very difficult when you have four crises happening simultaneously. And that's not taking into account perhaps any personal crisis like a relationship issue or a divorce or a health of a child or whatever. We're not even counting those. So that's why people are overwhelmed and stressed. Um, Like Coach Khan said, the depression, anxiety, and stress is at an all-time high. 800%. These are the statistics as of the end of May. We don't have the June statistics yet. And mind you, these are all new people. These are not people that had pre-existing conditions. These are people that, as a result of the pandemic, are really, really struggling. And uh, that's why we got the book out. And it's helping people a lot. It's critically acclaimed. But we're just getting started. We want to spread the message far and wide. And it certainly has been spread beyond the United States. We've had interviews with India, with Greece, with Holland, um, with South Africa. So the demand... This is not an American issue, I guess is what I'm saying. It's a global issue.
0: So, uh, incredibly well written. Tell me a little bit about uh, the writing process for the book.
5: Well, uh, <laughs> <There's more. laughs> go, ahead, go ahead, Doc. I mean, you are I was going to say, say it's, it's all your fault. Well,
6: yeah, I had a very strong impression in mid-March that uh, I needed to get a book out, and I called my writing partner at Coach Khan and I write for Ariana Huffington's uh, Thrive Global uh, platform, so we were used to writing together. And I said, uh, Khan, we got to get this book out. I'm going to start writing tomorrow morning. Are you in or are you out? And without hesitating, he says, I'm in. And, and uh, the message was very clear. we got to get this book out in 45 days. Now, mind you, my first book took three years to write. So getting a book out in 45 days from conception to actually publication is insane. But we did nothing. It eat the sleep, no sleep, breathe, you know, uh, the book. We got it out May 1st, the the ebook, the the paperback came out a few days later, and it's been nonstop ever since. But there's a reason for that. We have a great team collaboratively. I'm a big picture guy. Uh, Coach Khan is, his attention to detail almost a perfectionistic, uh, you know, degree. There was no ego involved whatsoever. If he has a good idea, great. If I have a good idea, good. And uh, we just—it was a truly a collaborative effort. Otherwise, you, you, there's no way you can get a book out in 45 days. It's not even physically uh, feasible. So
5: that's how we got it done. Yeah, and when you add to that, James, then the fact that you know our background kind of lends itself, as I mentioned, uh, from my perspective, I've dealt—I, I, my expertise is in helping organizations, teams, leadership uh, deal with change that impacts them, whether they're driving it or not. From Dr. Eliud's perspective, he has a positive psychology and a uh, background and the ability to help. He's helped people individually deal with a lot of personal crises, but he's also been there, as have I, following other crises in the past. Um, Dr. Iliad hadn't said it, but he is certified by the, by the Red Cross to deal with a lot of problems uh, from a psychological standpoint following a crisis. He went to Haiti after the earthquakes um, 20 years ago when Columbine happened. He was there helping a lot of the students and the faculty after that. From my perspective, I've lived through a number of those different disasters. I went to uh, New Orleans after Katrina as part of our, our organization to help a little bit in our own way with the rebuilding process there. So we've seen the devastation that happens after a big crisis. But this, like we said before, is one of those situations where it's really, really on a whole nother scale.
0: This book. And the is, difference I think, go, ahead,
6: with, go ahead. Yeah, go with the- COVID is that there's no there's no end in sight. Like most crises had a beginning, a middle and an end. Uh, you know, you get hurricane warnings, for example, it's coming, it's coming, it gets there, it makes landfall, it's destructive, it you know but then then it passes. With this, there's no end in sight. We were told that come summertime the pandemic is not gonna be able to survive, it's gonna diminish because of the heat and so on. That's not true. We have more cases now than we've ever had before and there's no true end in sight. They're talking about a second wave in the fall, September, or maybe even November when the flu season begins. So people like to know, James, if I told you, James, the pandemic will end October 31st on Halloween, there'll be no, nothing else after that. You could say, man, I've already endured three and a half months of this mess. I think I can do it. If I have a target date, I think with the help of others, we got to help one another, uh, I think we can do it. When there's no end in sight, we're no longer running a marathon. we're We're running an ultra marathon. So that's what makes it so difficult to handle.
0: We've got two great guests joining us today. They join us live here on Skype Audio to discuss this incredible, incredible new book. So what do you want readers to take away from your writing this great book, gentlemen?
5: Well, I think the first thing that they need to remember is there is hope. Yes, there's a lot of problems, but we've overcome problems in the past, and we will overcome this one as well. There is hope. And there is a way to build our emotional resilience um, if we tap into the positive side of ourselves and follow the simple seven keys that we have in the book. They will help uh, your audience, they will help the readers be able to build that emotional muscle that they need to kind of guide them through the process. The book is written in a very simple format, easily to consume, and with very practical advice after each chapter of what they can do to really help them and help themselves and in turn help others. Doc? No, no,
6: yeah, I think that's, yeah, I I have nothing to add actually, other than you, you said it perfectly right. I do want to share with the audience, however, that there are typically four personality types when dealing with a crisis. And the first one is what we call the victim, which is, why is this happening to me? You know, they're just obsessed. They're depressed. Uh, they feel like they're getting picked on. So that's the victim. The second one is the critic. And the critic, regardless of what the federal, state, or local governments, or the World Health Organization, or even the UN says, they criticize everything. For example, James, you should wear a mask when you go outside, always. Well, that's stupid. Okay, never wear a mask when you go outside. Well, that's stupid, too. <laughs> In other words, no matter what comes up, they criticize it. Then we have the third personality type, which is called, we like to call them the bystander. A good person, mind you, but someone who's overwhelmed and frozen in fear, the deer with the headlights look, and really does not know what to do and therefore does nothing. And that's what these first three types have in common. They offer no solutions, uh, no positive outlook, no moving forward. Then we get to the fourth type, which which we call the, the navigator. And that's the premise of this book. And the navigator, of course, begins with a positive attitude, like Coach Khan said, practices self-care from the get-go and takes care of him or herself by, uh, emotionally, mentally, physically and spiritually, is aware of their environment and relies on their intuition, is flexible and adaptable. And this is a key point. There's no way we can go through this crisis and do the same things we used to do in the past and expect to have successful results, because this is a whole different world. So we must be flexible and adaptable. And then, of course, you know, they prepare for the crisis, they take initiative, and they move into action, and ultimately they provide service and kindness to those around them because their, their batteries are full and they have the ability to help somebody else who's less fortunate than they are. And in essence, those are the seven keys to navigating a crisis. And uh, one more thing I wanted to add, too. All four of those personalities, by the way, exist within each human being, just so we're clear. So when this whole thing came down, I had speaking engagement throughout the world. They all got canceled, James, one after another, back to back to back. And did I feel like a victim? And the poor me? You're darn right, I did. And have I been critical of you know several decisions that the government has made? I have. However, we don't want to stay stuck in those. Be the critic for an hour, get it out of your system, and then pivot and become a navigator and begin to move forward with your life successfully. If you want to feel like a victim, do that for an hour or two, but you don't want to stay stuck there because that's not you're not happy, number one, that way. And we're asking people not only to navigate, not only to just survive the crisis, but we believe you can actually thrive through a crisis. This whole book was as a result of Coach Con and I navigating through our initial shock and saying, what can we do? We hadn't planned on writing a book in 2020. That wasn't the case, but we, so I feel like, this is important for your audience to hear. We, we, you don't have to stay stuck. And by the way, there's a huge difference between danger and fear. If somebody comes up to you and I and they cough in our face, that's dangerous. I mean, that's not a political statement. That's a factual medical statement. However, fear is not your friend. Fear is paralyzing, fear is debilitating, and you don't want to make decisions, life decisions, or even business decisions based on fear. So let's separate those two. Respect the danger and be mindful of that and and protect yourself in whatever ways you you know how. But don't give in to fear because uh, then your life will be miserable.
0: Well, let's wrap up here with you guys. Uh, My next guest is calling. I've got to go before we do that. Uh, How do we find you guys online? Get your book, everything else.
5: Well, the book is available on Amazon and Kindle and in paperback right now. It's easy to get to. If you want to find us, you can either use our websites, www.freshbizsolutions.com or thehappinesscenter.com, or look us up under Coach con or The Happiness Doctor on uh, LinkedIn.
0: You can find us there. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate the time. Thanks for being with us, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank and, you, And uh, we are going to go to a break. we got our next guest coming up. An incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Check out coffeesoundsgood.org. That's Coffee Sounds Good. Because coffee does sound good. It's coffee, it's your doorstep. It's coffee, it's t shirts, it's apparel at coffeesoundsgood.org. Coffee sounds good is going viral. Check it out today. Coffee sounds good. Shop now for the latest trans, accessories, and appliances. Buy your grip now and receive free shipping because it's both FM and AM at coffeesounds.org.
2: What is an American? What does an American look like? If I were born in England, I'd be English. If I were born in France, I'd be French. Yet in my own country, I'm a hyphenated American. I'm categorized by my ethnicity before my nationality. If you were to Google, all American beauty, it does not represent me. Yet I am a hybrid representative of everything that America is supposed to stand for. When I check a box, I do not want to represent myself as other.
3: America is the only country that hyphenates their citizens by ethnicity before nationality. To learn more about how you can be part of the movement Don't Check the Box, please visit our website at hyphenednation.com. That's H-Y-P-H-E-N-E-D hyphen symbol N-A-T-I-O-N dot com to learn more about what you can do to help end a hyphenated America. Remember, you define you.
1: When you're looking for today's hottest new jewelry, there's just one place to go, thejeweledexperience.com. With hundreds of amazing products, you're sure to find whatever you're looking for, all at our everyday low prices. Looking for a COVID-19 stylish mask? We've got you covered. That's thejeweledexperience.com. From earrings and necklaces to amazing new hair accessories and hair jewelry. Don't forget to check out our new arrival page or our sale page for even more great savings, thejeweledexperience.com. It's jewelry you'll love.
0: Incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. It's a proven fact that a business or nonprofit with a website reaches more people. More people leads to more traffic, which leads to more exposure, and more exposure to more sales. So get a free website today by calling 1 833 742 5622 with the extension of 803 or by visiting macproductions.net. Slash free dot html. Uh, that's right. Find them on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Mac Inc. Get a free website right now at one eight three three seven four two five six two two. 742 5622. That extension is 803. Or visit their website, MacProductions.net slash free dot html and tell them you heard about it here transmedia world wide welcome back to our world famous jiggy jaguar radio broadcast we are going to go to our next guest he is live with us today and uh, we have got a great guest joining us Here on the telephone, welcome back to the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast. We are coast-to-coast and border-to-border on iHeartRadio, AMFM, 247.com, 50-plus AMFM stations across the country and around the world. Now that that's out of the way, let's get to our actual guest. Joel Pollack is with us. Joel, how are you, sir? Fine, thank you. How
7: are you?
0: Pretty good, actually. Now, you have a tremendous, tremendous new book out there. Tell us a little bit about this book. It is it is tremendous. There's all sorts of people uh, giving you rave reviews. T- tell us all about it, man.
7: The book is called Red November. Will the country vote red for Trump or red for socialism? And it's a story of the Democratic primary up to this point. Starting at the very beginning of the Trump administration, you see that Democrats take a sharp turn to the left and right up through today it's led to the point where we have the most left-wing candidate ever to run for the presidency joe biden is known to many as a back-slapping good old boy for 50 years in washington but he's running as the second coming of bernie sanders he has moved so far to the left that his positions are basically indistinguishable from the ones that sanders ran on and he's talking about revolution and transforming the country He is offering American voters more upheaval rather than a return to normal. It's a really odd position to take, and you can't really understand why Joe Biden has become so radical unless you understand how radical his party became along the way.
0: So explain to us uh, the writing process for this incredible book. Tell us all about it.
7: Well, you know, I was a conservative reporter on the front lines there. Uh, really the only conservative there from the beginning to the end. And I decided just to follow the candidates around, and I did that for the better part of a year. In fact, almost every, almost every week, uh, right up through March of this year, for an entire year, I was on the road. I was in all the early primary states. I went to the debates and followed the candidates around and basically got a sense for who they were, who the audience was, what ideas they were offering, and what the fight was like.
0: We have got Joe Pollock with us today. He joins us live here in a broadcast. And uh, this book, incredibly well written, it's called Red November. And he joins us today here on our program. So what do you want readers to take away from your writing of this incredible book?
7: Well, I'd like them to enjoy the book, first of all. I mean, I had a lot of fun writing it. And even though the subject is rather grim, there are a lot of funny things that happen along the way. There are some encounters with candidates, um, some of which have already made it onto Fox News and elsewhere, but I was one of the only reporters to really ask tough questions to some of these candidates, and the results were sometimes hilarious. So you'll want to just enjoy it. I mean, I think it's also interesting, it's a bit of nostalgia, because nowadays so many of us are sitting at home, we can't go to work, we can't go to school. It's almost quaint to remember an age when campaigning happened with shaking hands and kissing babies. But I take you right back there, it wasn't that long ago, you know? It was just... Just a few months ago, the world was different, and you kind of relive some of the way this all started. It's a world that is superficially so different from our own. I mean, the people are the same, the countries are the same, <laughs> and the left-wing policies are the same, but it was just a different, almost a different era, and I think it's fun to revisit that.
0: We have got Joe Pollock with us today. Red November is the latest from him. So uh, what do you want readers to take away from the from, from the writing of this book? Because you've put a lot of time and effort. you put a lot of research. You've, 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 you've done a lot with this book heading into this election.
7: Well, I'd like people to use it. First of all, I mean, the writing part. I, I hope people enjoy it, as I said. But also just what motivated me to write it was my concern about the left-wing drift of the democratic party and what it meant for our country and i think what i'd like people to take away with is that their vote in, in in the november election will will have real profound consequences i really do think that democrats are offering a revolutionary agenda and that's in a bad way you know they really want to transform the country they want to change it to something else that it was never before they want a second american revolution one that sort of undoes the first one and i think that's really what's at stake in this election so i think people should consider that very carefully and this book will help explain that
0: it is a great guest, Joel B. Pollock, with us today. He joins us live. Red November is the latest from him, and he joins us live here on our big program. So uh, this book, uh, incredibly well written. You've put a lot of time and effort into it. Uh, tell me about some of the reviews, criticism you've got in the book so far.
7: Well, the reviews have all been good. Uh, the criticism has been, hey, how can you say that Joe Biden is the most left-wing candidate? You know, people have this idea of him as someone familiarly, you know, on the left, but not so threatening. But the truth is, he's not really in control of his campaign. That's the first step. He's had to accept this left-wing agenda that's been forced on him by his party and by the Bernie Sanders supporters, who he still needs to come out and vote. He's worried they won't show up for him. And the other part of this is that Joe Biden himself has admitted that he's offering what he calls the most progressive platform uh, since Roosevelt almost 100 years ago. But it really is. First of all, it's more left-wing than Roosevelt by a mile. And secondly, they're admitting that this is more left-wing than Barack Obama. Obama himself has said that Biden's running on a more left-wing platform than he is. And he said, almost apologetically, that he himself would have been more left-wing if he felt he could get away with it politically at the time. I'm paraphrasing what he said, of course, but but that's what he said. In endorsing Joe Biden, Obama said, I would have been more progressive if the circumstances had allowed. And Joe Biden is being as progressive as I wanted to be. And, and that's not coming from a conservative reporter, that's coming from Obama himself. But you can also look at other sources. The uh, Washington Post has remarked on how far left Joe Biden has gone, several reports, in fact. Um, so I, I think that that's been the criticism. You know, people people are finding it hard to believe that Joe Biden has become the emissary for this socialist movement that's taking over the Democratic Party. But that's where we are.
0: Joel Pollock with us today. He joins us live here in a broadcast. So... Uh, Red November is the latest from him. Get more information online. He is doing uh, some incredible, incredible stuff. So, so Joel, this this book, uh, you put a lot of time and effort into the book. Um, what what's been some of the different uh, you know folks that that have asked you? About some of the various characters that that, that have been on the campaign trail, uh, do you pretty much spotlight everybody that that that's been running or has been running or whatever in the book?
7: Yeah, you know, I, I spend a few chapters on that. I, I describe each of the candidates and I divide them into different groups. You know, there are the majors, there are the major candidates, like Biden, Sanders, Elizabeth Warren. There are the minors, the ones who offered something of a challenge, but not really. And then there are the all-show people who sort of made their brief entrances and exits. And then there are those who decided not to run and who jumped in late. Mike Bloomberg said he wasn't going to run, that he did run, he spent a billion dollars got out. You know, people like that. So I give you a little character profile, and they really are great characters, some of them. I mean, some of them are just quite interesting. You know, you like them or not, agree with them or disagree with them. They, they, they make for
0: a good book. Joel Pollock with us today. He joins us live here on our broadcast. And uh, you can get more information online. He is the uh, senior editor-at-large at at Breitbart News, author of this brand-new book, Red November. And uh, tell me about the cover. Uh, Who helped design the cover for this book?
7: (laughs) Well, we had an in-house artist do it at Cochette Books. And originally it was going to be one of those typical political covers, you know, just a bunch of words and a nice graphic design and a nice font. And I actually said, you know what? We're missing an opportunity if that's all we do. We really need to get these characters. These characters have to be on the cover. These candidates aren't just you know ordinary candidates. Some of the things that happened in the primary are so zany, so silly. Let's try to capture the essence of, of the crazy political scene that we find ourselves faced with. Let's get a drawing on the cover. So they went back and they produced this drawing. It's a fantastic cover. It's very eye-catching. It's funny. And I think people will enjoy it.
0: It is Joel B. Pollock with us today here in our program. You can find us on iHeartRadio and also AMFM, 24 Tune in iTunes and, of course, uh, Spotify as well and 50-plus AMFM stations across the country and around the world. The ultimate guide to the 2020 election is Red November. It's Joel B. Pollock, and he's joining us today here on the telephone. So, so Joel... Uh, what do you think? Well, what are some of your goals for this book?
7: Well, obviously, I'd like to sell as many as possible so if people can go and buy a red November. That would be very helpful. But, you know, I'd also like just to put out there in the public consciousness what a momentous election this really has become. And this is not just asking people who they want to run the country. The Democrats are basically running on a promise to change the way the country is governed. They want to change the Senate. They want to change the Supreme Court. They want to change the Constitution. They're not running just to win one election. They're running to change the country forever. And Joe Biden says, he's running revolutionary institutional changes. You know, he's talking like Bernie Sanders. He wants a political revolution. I think people should understand what that means. It's not just, oh, we get a Democrat running things instead of a Republican, so a few policies change here and there. They're going to change the way the entire thing works and not for the better. We've never seen a socialist system succeed. And I think Democrats are at the moment, completely dominated by the left. And this is not an ordinary election. So if there's anything I can achieve, I think it would be to raise that in public consciousness.
0: Fantastic. Well, I appreciate you making time for us today, Joel. I appreciate you coming on and chatting with us, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, brother. There he goes, Joel B. Pollock and we are gonna take a brief time out and when we come back and we've got a marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Check out coffeesoundsgood.org. That's coffee sounds good because coffee does sound good. It's coffee at your doorstep. It's coffee, it's t shirts, it's apparel at coffeesoundsgood.org. Coffee sounds good is going viral. Check it out today. Coffee sounds good.org. Shop now for the latest trends, accessories and appliances. Buy your grip now and receive free shipping because it's both FM and AM at coffeesounds.org.
2: What is an American? What does an American look like? If I were born in England, I'd be English. If I were born in France, I'd be French. Yet in my own country, I am a hyphenated American. I am categorized by my ethnicity before my nationality. If you were to Google all-American beauty, it does not represent me. Yet I am a hybrid representative of everything that America is supposed to stand for.
3: When I check a box, I do not want to represent myself as other. America is the only country that hyphenates their citizens by ethnicity before nationality. To learn more about how you can be part of the movement Don't Check the Box, please visit our website at hyphenednation.com. That's H-Y-P-H-E-N-E-D hyphen symbol N-A-T-I-O-N dot com to learn more about what you can do to help end a hyphenated America. Remember, you define you
0: an incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Check out coffeesoundsgood.org That's coffee sounds good because coffee does sound good. Welcome back to our world famous Chiggy Jaguar radio broadcast. We are live coast to coast. Bonner to bonner on iHeartRadio. Also amfm247.com